Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today with Brian Lapidus, the Chief Operating Officer for the Fraud Solutions Division at Kroll, a risk management company. Brian, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks, Tom. Just to get us started, Brian, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, about Kroll, and your role with the company? Great. Thanks, Tom. I'm, uh, I, I have the uh, privilege and honor of leading our uh, our fraud solutions practice. We help organizations who are suffering from uh, data breaches or, or loss of data. We also work with consumers through third-party partners as it relates to helping uh, those individual consumers uh, handle the perils and challenges from identity theft. So we've got a number of hospitals and physicians groups ramping up their efforts now to implement comprehensive electronic health records in hopes of obtaining incentive payments from Medicare or Medicaid under the HITECH Act. Now, I understand that your company is advising these organizations to pay attention to five critical security issues. So how about if we talk about those in the context of this conversation? That sounds great. Brian, the first I want to ask you about is business associates. What questions should hospitals and physician groups be asking of their business associates now? So... I think they're all along the lines of where is your PHI stored? Is it ever stored at an offshore facility? Who has access to it? Are your employees subject to security training and background checks? What types of data will you need from us to perform services? How does the business associate monitor the data handling policies and procedures of the subcontractors with whom they share PHI? The biggest question for the CE business associate or subcontractor is, do we really need to use this PHI at all? One of the things that I'm always talking to our clients about is the importance of data minimization. You know, people should only keep what they need. Over time, data has become the equivalent of, of its, its power, its knowledge. But you don't always need everything you keep, and so we encourage organizations to, um, to, to hold less of it. I, I think another point, if I could, is having to do with, with with the covered entities that even if your business associate breaches your data, the ultimate responsibility for notification falls to you. So you want to make sure that the BA can specify procedures for notifying you in a timely manner once a breach has occurred. Get those assurances written in the contract so there will be no question as to what their responsibilities are. Unfortunately, a lot of these business associates or third parties don't even know that it's their responsibility to notify you that they've lost your data. So awareness becomes a big part of this as well. Absolutely. Let's talk about encryption, Brian. You've recommended that portable devices be encrypted. I'd like to ask you, one, why is that important and what other applications of encryption should be considered? So I would say over the next year, we're going to be hearing a lot more about encryption within the healthcare space because of the provisions surrounding unsecured PHI. That is, PHI that has not been rendered unusable or unreadable. Basically, if you have a breach of unsecured PHI, it's almost guaranteed that you'll have to notify. Full disk encryption is a powerful means to protect data. Encryption should be considered for all portable devices, but that's encryption for data at rest, in motion, and in use, and in use. But one thing that I would, I would, I would like to caution all, all the listeners is that you know people go down the rabbit hole of encryption means there's not going to be a, a data loss event or a data breach. And the reality is, not every breach is tied 
to technology. We, we worked lots of cases and handled lots of many incidences where the data loss event had nothing to do with technology. So I, I caution hospitals and other organizations to not think just because we figured out this encryption aspect from a technology angle that we're safe. Now, a moment ago, we talked about awareness for business associates. One of your recommendations is that hospitals and clinics step up their efforts to provide security awareness training to staff. In what ways do you see that these organizations need to improve their training now? So, for my mind, employee training is the absolute cornerstone of every good data security program. The reason organizations need to improve training is because with high tech, there are new requirements that employees need to be made aware of. Specifically, all employees should know what does and does not constitute a data breach. Now, with such emphasis placed on training, it's imperative that the healthcare organization make training part of the culture rather than just a required act of signing an agreement. In addition, as employees of healthcare organizations have widely varying responsibilities and points of touch with patient data, it's important to construct a training program that is relevant to job function and a level of sensitive data handling. Finally, rather than creating an excessive training program, the goal should be to make necessary pre- and post-breach training a part of the overall program. For healthcare organizations, the primary focus should be on privacy and security breach prevention and detection. Healthcare employees must be trained to detect and report a breach as the notification 60-day stopwatch starts when they know or reasonably should have known that the breach occurred. Furthermore, to encourage detection and escalation of an incident, healthcare organizations should review existing employee issues communication channels, such as a whistleblower hotline that can facilitate and expedite breach reporting. You really want your entire organization to be comprised of an entire employee set of risk managers, and the right kind of training and the right kind of culture can facilitate the creation of, of that, uh, that army of risk managers, if you will. Brian, you talked about that 60-day period, and as we know, the High Tech Act, the breach notification rule, requires healthcare organizations to report major breaches within 60 days. Now, you're recommending the hospitals and physicians groups develop a breach reporting, reporting plan and then test it. Give us a sense of what that plan should include, and then how should it be tested once it's created? So I'm talking here about an incident response plan, and this has become increasingly important given that the High Tech Act specifies that the notification must occur without unreasonable delay and in no case later than 60 calendar days after discovery of the breach. An incident response plan will designate stakeholders to be involved in the response team. It will include a blueprint for training staff to recognize a data loss event. It will identify a chain of notification so that a proper investigation can occur. And it will include steps that must be taken to ensure a complete and compliant response. The IRP will come in handy because the High Tech Act actually requires HIPAA-covered entities to carry out a successful to, to, to carry out a careful risk assessment, including an evaluation for potential harm for every data loss event to avoid over or under notifying the public. So from my perspective, a thorough investigation is extremely important, including data forensics to determine the scope and identify potential causes. It is very important to demonstrate to HHS, the FTC, or to the state attorneys general that you have made a concerted effort. You know, we've never seen someone penalized for doing the right thing, but I think we're starting to see that there's a willingness to penalize organizations that show negligence in this area. 
I think my last point on this is, you know, having an incident response plan is critical, um, but you got to test it periodically, and that might mean different things for different organizations. It may include a tabletop exercise where stakeholders are gathered for a dry run of this, but, you know, you don't want this incident response plan to just be a binder that you never pull out and test. Um, I, I think, actually, going through that exercise um, is critical, and, and when the event does happen, it makes you that much more agile when you are responding. Uh, just a follow-up question, Brian. As you encounter healthcare organizations, how commonly do you see these incident response plans now? Um, we're, we're definitely starting to see more and more of them. We, we're seeing it as a best practice within these organizations that they want to make sure that they're ready when the event happens. And unfortunately, a lot of times it takes having the event to make sure that they've got that plan in the future. But we're definitely we're seeing an upsurge in the trend of having those plans. Well, I would think now having a list would also substitute for having an event, knowing that this is going to be publicly reported. Exactly. Brian, in preparing for breach notification, you've recommended that organizations sort through all the complexities of federal state requirements and determine whether they need some outside assistance to complete certain tasks in a timely way. What do you find to be the most important potential time crunch issues? So the first step, is, as I talked about a couple minutes ago, is to conduct a thorough investigation to ensure that there was an actual breach, to properly scope the breach and to determine who requires notification. Um, the logistics of setting up notification mailing, setting up a call center, training staff to handle breach calls, notifying the required entities, and handling what could be potentially damaging media scrutiny, these, think, uh, these things take a lot of very specialized resources and skill sets. So first of all, organizations have to look at their own resources and recognize whether or not they have the means or the capability to handle such a massive operation themselves. So, so as we mentioned, notification is about is, is is about far more than a simple simply mailing a letter. This is where an organization like Kroll can be very helpful because our area of expertise is taking this burden away from the organization in a way that allows them to maintain day-to-day -day operations and not take a hit to their productivity. We also have the knowledge base to make a recommendation based on the organization's uh, potential and particular level of risk. Now, one of the things that we always talk to our clients about is recommending that they seek adequate legal counsel, because even an organization like ours can't provide the kind of legal counsel that a healthcare organization may require in the event of a breach, or particularly if they're investigated by the attorney general or undergo some sort of regulatory scrutiny. But one of the things we do is we work in tandem together with that legal partner to make sure that we're providing a holistic solution for the organization. Brian, we've covered a lot here. We've talked about business associates, encryption. We've talked about breach notification. We've got a number of organizations that are looking at this issue freshly now. If you could boil it down to a piece of advice, where should a healthcare organization start just to assess where they are and what their next step ought to be? So my, I will tell you my main recommendation is really having these organizations start with looking at at third-party due diligence. Make sure that those those uh, business associates understand their requirements because that nuance and, 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 the, and the stopwatch of notification really starts with them. We've seen far too many organizations have issue because their business associate wasn't aware of their requirement. So I think that, that piece of, of due diligence for an organization to be mindful of their third-party vendors and third-party business associates is a critical first step in helping to protect themselves from potential data loss later. Brian, excellent insight. Thanks so much for your time and for your thoughts today.
My pleasure. Thanks for having me. We've been talking to Brian Lapidus of Kroll. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.